the biggest thing that I can think of right now is this designer called Mengtu who who runs this uh, this educational thing called Design Code, where he does uh, where he, he simplifies a lot of design aspects for people to understand and he introduces concepts and tools and how you can work with tools and how you can make how developers uh, can progress to design and how designers can be developers and that kind of an educational series would help a lot conversations like i mean podcasts uh, helping people understand what design is and how design plays an important role in their day-to-day life they might not even know about it but uh, certain things that lives were designed around them and uh, the more they know the better it is for them so education and conversations are two important things that can help uh, people understand what design is i mean not product design is just a single aspect i think design helping people understand what design is is more important hello everyone welcome to your brand new podcast called in your shoes this podcast is for you to learn more about new people and professions from around the world i would like to take you on a journey to understand the life and times of a new person every two weeks and get a chance to get into their shoes to learn what they do why they do and how they do it ravi shankar and i have worked together almost 10 years back on multiple projects at that time he was leading the work on ios app development he has a great sense of design and interaction and i remember our deep discussions on customer behavior mobile app technology and user experience I'm so excited to have Ravi Shankar on this podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Ravi. Hey, Vivek. It's good to be here. For our podcast listeners, Ravi, could you share a little bit about yourself, like where you come from and what you do for a living? Good. Uh, okay, so hello, everyone. Um, I'm Ravi Shankar. Uh, as of today, I'm an interaction design graduate from uh, the School of Visual Arts in New York. Uh, but originally, I'm from the small city called uh, Coimbatore in the south of India. and uh, i w- i studied to be uh, an engineer uh, code and code engineer uh, and i worked uh, in this it services company uh, called tori harris in bangalore where i met vivek and uh, i spent a majority of my career in tori harris uh, in different roles uh, as a software analyst team lead etc etc and uh, yeah uh, i ended up in uh, new york to do my masters uh, to learn more about design and uh, that's who i am right now thank you ravi for someone who does not understand this field or industry where you are in uh, how would you describe this role of a product designer uh that's a good question uh, that's something that we are trying to uh, figure out the best answer for it's a, every, we come across this, this question every time we try to introduce ourselves so the best i can try, best i can give uh, shot i can give is uh we help create things that make it easy for people to interact with computers as simple as that without putting any jargons in we make it easier for people to interact with computers okay so this is 2020 so why do we still need things and uh, designs to make people easy to use computers because i assume we have basically 
evolved a lot from the old systems. So why do we still need product designers to make it simple and easy for people to use computers? Uh, I think the, the, a lot there's a misconception in terms of uh, how people have started using or having have evolved over time. We always assume, okay, we've been with computers for, I don't know, for 20 plus years. We've, we've been with smartphones for 10 plus years. But there's still a huge gap in terms of how people perceive things and uh, how people use things. And uh, technology, as it progresses, it give, gives people more avenues to express themselves well. And I think design is important in helping bridge that understanding of what people perceive with the, what they can do, which is what the technology itself is capable of. And uh, I think a designer's role is very important going forward. Uh, and it has been, I mean, it, it has been important before, but right now it's it's much more prominent. It's much uh, it's much more in front of everyone as opposed to the back back end role, background role was playing before. And uh, yeah, I think uh, a product designer uh, slash a designer role is much more important to help bridge the gap of what a person, what a user can achieve using the technology that is available to them. Right. Thanks, Ravi, for that. So why uh, did you get attracted to this profession, Ravi? Like why, base, what basically made it happen for you to get into this domain of product design? <laughs> um, so I, to be very honest, I didn't know anything about design. Uh, like uh, when I started my undergrad. Uh, but what I did love is this uh, motorsport series called Formula One. And uh, what I loved about Formula One is the aerodynamics of the cars, aerodynamics of automobiles in general. And uh, I kept going in, I mean, I, I kept following through, following up the sport, and I, I still didn't know about anything about design even after I joined the company. Uh, it's, it was only like in the early days of the iPhone when the iPhone launched is when I like really started looking in, okay, this is something, there's something more here than people are, that people are not looking into. And this is uh, something that probably that I should probably look into as well. And uh, that was when I came to know about the COE and a few years later, obviously, uh, a few years later in around 2012, 2011, 2012 is when I uh, started uh, like, uh, getting to know more about what center of excellence is at Tari Harris. And uh, I started getting a very high level understanding of what design is. And uh, that's when I started working with you and Vinod and Karthik and a lot of other people in the, in the team and the company itself. And uh, I, we had the good fortune of working with this person called Vinod, who was a sole UX designer. And uh, that kind of piqued the interest for me in design. I wanted to like learn more and doing, seeing what he does and like I wanted to do more and I wanted to like, okay, this is, this is what I want to do. This is what I want my future to be in. And I started dabbling a bit. And uh, before you know it, I started creating some things. Uh, it could be apps. It could be, it was, there was some brand stuff I did. Um, but then it was still a lot of diverse things that I was trying to get my hands into. And uh, I went back and tried to refocus myself and say, okay, where do, where do we want to focus? And design is a huge thing. So where do I want to re refocus myself in? And user experience and product design is something that I really wanted to get to understand and like know more about. And my good fortune at that time was that my manager at, at Tari Harris at that point in time, like 
uh, was interested to start a design team and he tasked me to build one. And I started talking to people, getting to understand more about design and got to work with a set of interesting folk. And But the more I worked with them, I started realizing, you know what, I don't really have the basics of everything down. I probably need to like get back to my basics or get back to the basics of design and understand it better to be able to be a better designer. And I started exploring how I can do that and uh, higher education felt a better way to achieve it. And that's what uh, got me to SVA here in New York. Wow, that's that's a really interesting history. Uh, from the time you started dabbling with design, Ravi, and now that you actually graduated with product design, um, how have you seen this whole field evolved over a period of time? Um, the, the, the biggest thing for me at least the biggest learning for me is design is huge. Design can be anything. Product design is one small aspect of design itself. Uh, you could be an interaction designer, you could be a motion designer, you could be uh, anything. You could be uh, a web designer. Is what is was a casual term that was used like ages ago to like to encompass all of these different roles. But now all of this is being fragmented into its own specific roles. And uh, that was one of the biggest learning for me. When I started out, I didn't know. I thought a designer meant a designer. Uh, a designer does everything. But then looking at how focused the roles were here, I started learning more about, okay, what does an interaction designer do? What does a product designer do? What does a visual designer do? What does a motion designer do? So all of these roles, uh, all of these focused roles started lending more perspective into what goes into design itself. And... Uh, I was very surprised and I was it was quite enlightening to see how prominent the role of design played uh, here at least in uh, in in the United States uh, design was much more at the forefront of things and uh, not not more like a back end player uh, and I I really love that aspect like having to design is the, the, the old Steve Jobs adage of design is not just how it looks, it's how it works. So everything starts with the designer. It's like you start building things, you start finding uh, solutions, and that what it eventually everything distills down to, finding solutions to challenges people face. So the distillation of all this is figuring out solutions to, uh, for challenges people face. Fantastic. That's a really, really nice way to putting it up. So, Ravi, you also mentioned that uh, you decided to go and get a formal degree and really go and deeply understand it from academic point of view. So how has this education of product design changed you as a person and as a professional? The biggest advantage that I had, uh, I got while studying my by, by getting my degree in interaction design is that is, the, is coming across these different perspectives, these different viewpoints, and having to talk to some of the, like, the, uh, I don't know the right term for it, it's like the stalwarts, the, the, the original founders of the industry itself. You kind of get perspectives from them, like, even in your wild, even in my wildest dreams, 
I never thought I'll have a class with the Jeffrey Zeldman. And I had a class with him for six months every single week where I got like sit with him, like question him, quiz him on, okay, why did you do it this way? Why not this way? Why did you set what was going through your head when you like set your standards like in, in a certain manner? Uh, like, uh, and talking to people, getting access to people uh, like that was something that I'd never imagined that I'd have. And uh, of course, the, the 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 wealth of knowledge that they bring in when they start when they start teaching classes when they when they start revealing their perspectives is is a huge thing as well. And uh, working with industry folk, the exposure that this this degree, this particular course, and this particular school gives you in terms of working with the other agencies, working with folks in the industry alongside works folks in the industry, uh, that was a major thing uh, for me. Yeah. If you had known few things, now you know from being spending some time in the academics on product design, what would be those things that you wished you had have known uh, maybe 10 years back when you were actually working with designers or leading a team of designers? When I started off, when I worked with Vinod and when I worked with you, I had no idea what was the role and responsibility of designer was. Uh, I always... At that point in time, I assumed design was how it looked. I mean, design was integral, but it was integral in terms of, okay, giving the designer perspective of how the solution builds and then handing it off and then take them taking responsibility of like making it come together cohesively. But only later on did I understand that having worked with multiple designers, like designers very integral you have designer has to be like there on the day one and the, the solution comes from the designer and it's not necessary it's not always necessary that the solution is like arrived at by committee that doesn't always work uh, a designer is integral to that and a designer should have that exposure uh, of course the designer should have that exposure to arrive at the solution if you are a visual designer I cannot expect the visual designer to like solve this problem for me because that's not what a visual designer is trained to do. So you need to have the right person to work with, uh, with the right expertise and to like find the solution to the problem. Right. Thank you. That's a really, really good way of putting it. So Ravi, from your past experience working with product designers and now having this education and academic view of the design itself, how do you see um, a typical involvement of a product designer in a in a product development process. How do you see that as uh, from your view at this point in time? Yeah. So uh, for me, uh, so again, product designer has different uh, responsibilities according to different companies, uh, different agencies, different companies that you work for uh, work for. And uh, for me, as a product designer. I'm interested in building those solutions. Like I want to be there on day one, talking to users, talking to people, understanding their problems, figuring out how they do things, and then arriving, figuring out the challenge and identifying the solution to that challenge. And that's what a product designer is. That's what I think a product designer is responsible for. Uh, talking to the users, identifying where the pain points lie, refining what the user challenge is, building out those solutions to those challenges, testing them, seeing how those seeing how that solution works for that user, 
and then like refine it to a point where it's like the best possible one and then like send it out in the world and see how it works Hmm. Uh, but different organizations take different, uh, like I said, th- there are different responsibilities. For example, uh, certain product designers only work to a certain point where, like, okay, you know what, I'm going to just going to do the research and hand it off to like a visual person to like build the visual aspect of it. I'm not going to do the visual aspect. Uh, so some of them will do, okay, I'm going to take the insight the researcher gives me. I'm going to build the solution and then give it off to like an interaction designer to design how this solution is going to work. So there are different responsibilities for a product designer depending on which company, which organization, that uh, how they see it. Right. That's actually really insightful. So, Ravi, every field and every domain has their heroes, right? So people who inspire the generations. And I think uh, I would and my list, my podcast listeners would love to know who are the design heroes that you look up for, for? My biggest heroes in this field are some of the older, I mean, I think people already they know them. Uh, Paul Rand, who's like a graphic designer. Massimo Vignelli, who's an Italian designer. Uh, Michael Beirut, who's in Pentagram. Paula Scher. Uh, I love the shoe designer called, uh, the Nike designer called uh, Tinker Hatfield. He's an amazing uh, designer to like see. Uh, and there's obviously the four people everybody know, John, Johnny Ive. Uh, then uh, there's, uh, I forget the designer from, oh, there's uh, uh, Bjork Ingels, who's, uh, who's an architect, who's, uh, who's an urban design architect, who's, uh, big, who's been a big uh, plus from, who's been a big uh, inspiration, more, inspiration for me in the last year when I was doing my thesis work. And, uh, yeah, these are some of the folk that I, like, look up to, uh, that I've come across, uh, whose work I've come across uh, when I, like, look into more of design itself. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. So, uh, Ravi, um, like I said about design heroes, uh, like, heroes for every field and domain, they're also perceptions and sometimes stereotypes that a role or a profession carries. Um, from outside this role, I think I think almost 10 years back, and now inside, being a practitioner yourself, are you aware of any perceptions or stereotypes that people have about product designers? Uh yeah, I'd go back to the, the the Steve Jobs thing again. I'd say, I'd keep repeating that again and again. Steve, design is not just how it looks; it's how it works. Mm. You cannot expect a designer to come in at the last minute and just make everything work. That's not how things happen. Mm. You need to have you need to think about design from day one, and not like at the end of your project or end of your app and expect things to just work. Um, that's the biggest thing. Uh, that uh, I saw from someone for someone looking from the outside inwards who may not be uh, aware or uh, who's pers- who may have a different perception. And the second one is again, I cannot reiterate this a lot, but there are different aspects to design. Design is just not one single thing. There are a lot of things, uh, and everybody everybody doesn't have to know everything, but as long as they understand that design is 
just not one thing and there are many things in that that'll be that that'll be great right and how do you think we can help or in this case you as a product designer can help incubate and promote that thinking with other rules about product design uh, i think uh, education and conversation is a very important thing uh, like there are a lot of things that are happening right now there are uh, the biggest thing that i can think of right now is this designer called mengtu who who runs this uh this educational thing called design code mm-hmm. where he does uh, where he, he simplifies a lot of design aspects for people to understand and he introduces concepts and tools and how you can work with tools and how you can make how developers uh, can progress to design and how designers can be developers and that kind of an educational series would help a lot conversations like i mean podcasts uh, pe- helping people understand what design is and how design plays an important role in their day-to-day life they might not even know about it but uh, certain things that values were designed around them and uh, the more they know the better it is for them so education and conversations are two important things that can help uh, people understand what design is i mean not product design is just a single aspect i think design helping people understand what design is is more important right okay i'm going to take a segue from here because really i would like to understand as a product designer in 2020 and with the new covid reality uh surrounding us what do you think are challenges that a product designer in 2020 has to face in the industry Uh, that's a question that i think every designer right now is trying to understand uh is trying to seek an answer for uh the biggest one i think uh I, first of all as a designer as someone who works uh, as a designer we have the privilege of working from home or working from without an office environment and that's not something that everyone has and uh, that's that's something that everybody should, that our designers should be uh happy about and uh the second most important thing is with covid and with this new rem- i mean not new but uh with a majority of work being done remotely uh there's always this challenge of how do you work with remote uh with this new remote mindset it's going to be difficult for people to focus it's going to be difficult for people to work a lot of them are getting into uh this concept of remote work a lot of them have been doing it in the past but now realities are different uh they may not have the same access as they had before or uh they might have to start thinking about okay instead of this person i mean the the simplest example i can say is when you're designing a product uh you cannot take the assumption now that okay what if this person is standing here and doing this no that's not going to work anymore because a lot of them are going to be remote now okay what how does this work in a remote experience that's something that people would have to factor in when they start building things is like okay it's no longer in person interaction for this product it's let's start thinking about remote as well how does this going to work uh i mean you never know it's this may not last uh Six months in, eight months in, organizations could decide that you know what, remote is not working. We're going to go back to the office and sit together and work. But if 
if there are tools and if there are designers who can figure out solutions to challenges, uh, to these challenges, you never know, remote could work and COVID could be like the, the game changer that uh, people were looking out for, people who wanted to work from home uh, always wanted. Right. And uh, do you also see design being a solution to some of the problems that we are now seeing uh, coming to life because of the situation that people can be out, they have to stay in their in homes and like not just work, but basically do everything without this personal human connection from an outside. So do you see design as also a solution in terms of changing people's lives with the whole uh, lockdown and the COVID situation? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd phrase it the way you did. Design is also a solution. Uh, there's obviously a lot of other factors that come into play. Uh, design can definitely offer a solution uh, here. And uh, I think it's only limited by what people uh, can do. Like, I mean, uh, if if I, if you don't mind, if I take a small diversion myself. Sure. Uh, when I started off, uh, when I started off my thesis, I had a specific idea of what I wanted to achieve, and that was pre-COVID. And uh, but at that point, I did not know how things got going to pan out. But once COVID happened, uh, my thesis took a different perspective. My thesis took on a different shape. And like, well, how do you, how would this product work for in this environment? We need to think about. A future where everything is going to change because of this and that kind of helped direct my thesis in a different direction and uh, well that kind of helped achieve my achieve one of my targets like help create a better city and uh, I think that's what is important right now designers people in general people who are trying to address solutions people who are trying to figure out solutions to these challenges arising out of COVID, we'll have to start thinking about where is where is this going to be in the future? How is this going to work in the future with or without uh, the uh, uh, the challenges COVID raised? So like I said, what happens six months, eight months from now if remote is no longer a possibility? How is that is this challenge going to work then? Right. Yeah, so I think... Uh... I really understand how you look at it. So you embrace the reality and you look at it in the lens of design and see what assumptions that you have been having um, pre-lockdown, pre-COVID and just reevaluating if they stand correct. And I think the whole idea I get from you is to be able to embrace the situation and invent and figure out new ways of doing things. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the that I couldn't I couldn't have put it better. Right. Okay. Let's come back to your thesis. I think you mentioned that uh, you just completed your thesis work. Could you briefly describe what was your thesis on? Sure. Uh, so my thesis uh, was about urban design. Uh, so Bangalore, the city we all, I mean, people who've lived in Bangalore know that, but. See, Bangalore city, we all love to hate. And uh, a, a, a typical Bangalore experience is never complete without getting stuck in a traffic jam. And uh, that was kind of what I wanted, like, 
focus my thesis on what if I can help solve a traffic jam. But then uh, traffic jam is just not a traffic jam. There are other aspects. Uh, as in, did you know that almost 400,000 people die every year in India because of traffic fatalities? And that's a huge number. That's like the highest, uh, second highest, I think, uh, in, uh, in, a, in a study that was done. Uh, and uh, a TomTom study done in the last year deemed Bangalore as the most congested city in the world, with 70% of the city being congested almost all the time. And uh, I thought, what, how can I help solve this? How can I do something for the city that has given me so much? Uh, and uh, that's what have, that's what pushed me to develop this solution called Urban, uh, like a typical 2000s uh, thing. Uh, so Urban is this tool for urban designers uh, that powers the development of safer streets. Um, cities and uh, states typically have long-term visions of where they want to be and what they want to achieve by a particular time period. Uh, and this is all kind of mired within political discussions, uh, councils, agencies, people, communities, things like that. So what Urban does is kind of bring all of this together into a single view for an urban designer and say, this is the goal that the city wants to achieve by this time. And these are the targets for these goals. So the simplest, the easiest example that I can give is uh, if you take New York City, New York City has this goal of achieving zero traffic fatalities by 2024. And uh, one of the targets for that goal is to create safer pedestrian walkways. And uh, so you, the designer can like bring everyone across the agency, the community and the council together onto the single goal and kind of design for that goal. So everybody knows what actions are being taken for that goal. Everybody knows how the city is changing. Uh, the designer can bring in data, third party data, open source data into the tool to kind of like predict how they can design safer streets. This is brilliant. I I think this is really, really exciting, the work that you have done in your thesis. It's it's uh, It was a year-long effort. Uh, it took me about like eight months. I, I, my research phase alone lasted like eight months. And to kind of figure out my solution at the end was, was uh, the aha moment happened uh, like in late February. I think, and uh, that was like uh, something, I mean, I wanted to, at the end of the day, I wanted to build something that I was proud of, something I can say that, look, I did something that can actually work, that can actually work in the real world and doesn't exist in like uh, a, a digital screen, just only on a digital screen. So uh, that was my intention of doing this. Right. I think uh, in fruition, I think this will really impact people's lives because I mean, I left the city almost eight years back and I still vividly remember, I think so many people frustrated and the quality of life just deteriorating because of the traffic situation. And I'm hoping that this thesis of yours can catapult into something actionable that really changes uh, the lives of people living in that city. I, I hope so too. I hope at some point 
to be able i am actually trying to like get this off the ground like using my spare time to like build the solution itself but i'm hoping that at some point someone from india some uh, some urban designer from india i'm able to pitch this to an urban designer from india and like kind of like take this forward and like okay you know what this is a solution that exists use it and try and see if we can build a safer city i think i hope uh, someone listening to this podcast should take this hint and reach out to you to get to talk yeah. further about this i'll wait for the call <laughs> so ravi i think uh, this has been fabulous so what i want to really end this conversation is to hear from you some pieces of advice uh, for people who are getting into product design um who are thinking about getting into product design um and what would be the experiences that you would like them to have so that they are prepared for what's about to come in this field uh yeah so this is uh, i really don't know uh, where to start on this one uh, because everybody has a different experiences um the the simplest uh the easiest one that i can say is start appreciating things uh the little things some things that uh that have been always around you but you never look at it unless you like really looking at it uh for me uh in my in from my perspective something that helped me do that was photography uh when i started doing a lot of photography i started looking at those little things noticing those little things that you never normally look at but it's always been there and uh, it's it's uh and uh, that's what really piqued a lot of my interest uh books is an obvious thing uh, read a lot of books read a lot of different books uh the books by the designers uh, vignelli massimo vignelli michael beirut uh then there's scott Mc- there's this amazing book called uh, understanding cartoons by scott mcleod uh which i think is a must read for every designer uh, a designer anyone uh, it's a, it's it's a great book to read um uh, and of course uh, this is uh, the nielsen and norman uh, book of uh, design of everyday things that's like wow yeah that's, that's a classic that's, that's a classic that's a must read for anyone who wants to try and understand about what design is so that's one there's all and if you're getting into like digital design and like want to understand more uh, there's always paul krugs don't make me think that's like that's another uh, good one and uh, there's a there's a lot of good books from uh, a, a list apart and a book apart uh, from uh, the original uh, founders code and code founders of the standards of the web uh, uh, zeldman uh and uh, uh i forget the others but zelman is is one of the prominent uh people and uh, no, i'm not saying that just because he was my uh, faculty but his his books are generally a good read it kind of give an idea of uh, what goes into building things fantastic so i i hope uh, the people listening to this really get it grab these recommendations that you offered and get on the journey of becoming a product designer yeah thank you very much vivek it was uh, great uh, talking to you and uh, doing this podcast fantastic 
So Ravi, before you leave, uh, if there are people who are listening to this podcast and they want to reach out to you to discuss further your thesis or have some more questions, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh, I'm always on Twitter uh, at Ravi Shankar at an underscore. Uh, at Ravi Shankar underscore. So I, you can search on Twitter, you can find me. And you can always reach out to me from on my website. It's commandprompt.org. It's c-m-d-p-r-o-m-p-d.org. That's commandprompt.org. And uh, just hit me up from there and uh, I'm available. Fantastic. I will leave these in the podcast notes. So thank you again, Ravi. Uh, it was a delight and I hope uh, we get to chat again sometime soon. Uh, it was great talking to you, Vivek. And uh, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. And yes, I definitely hope to reconnect soon. Thank you for joining this podcast. I hope this was useful and you learned a lot. For more such great podcasts, please do not forget to subscribe to the podcast channel In Your Shoes on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Music. New podcasts are uploaded every two weeks. Goodbye.